You're listening to The Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Cass. How are you today? I'm really well. How are you? Really, really good. Thank you. That's good. I've had some interesting conversations this week with a few friends. I do love interesting conversations. I know. I have a lot of interesting conversations with you. We definitely do. Mm. So this one is about relationships. Now, I know we've covered a lot about relationships in past episodes. And I guess it's always, it's that sort of topic. Everyone has relationships with people. So people resonate and they want to learn more and understand, you know, different people's way of thinking when it comes to relationships. However, this topic that I had a conversation on with a girlfriend of mine was about when you're in a relationship with the wrong person and you start to realize that maybe you need to end it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we started chatting about the concept of growing together in relationships as opposed to only one person growing and the other one not. You know, how long do you stay with someone who's no longer aligning with the things that are important to you? That's really interesting. It was a super interesting chat. So I guess I'm going to throw this one to you for a second. Has there been a time where you... All right, just just start talking. Just start talking. <laughs> well, like it makes me think about when I got together with one of my exes, the one I was in, ended up getting engaged to. Right. There were signs from the start that I shouldn't be with this man. However, you know, we go on a journey of who we're supposed to become because that relationship made me who I am today. Mm. Not the relationship itself, but how I managed the removal or the exit of him from my life. Right, okay. So it wasn't the relationship itself that made me a strong person. I could, that relationship, to be honest, like I can say it means very little to me. But how I handled it and how I ended it is what makes me who I am and is what made people come up to me and ask me questions following that relationship. How did you do it? How did you end? How did you call off your wedding? Mm-hmm. How did you end a uh, engagement? Mm. So, but there were signs from the start. Like if I look back, some of the stuff that I let him get away with Mm. that I would never tolerate now. You know, I remember having a yelling match with him. Now, I can say that I was 22. Mm -hmm. I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. He was seven years my senior. Right. He should have freaking known better. Mm. But hey, not, not everyone is, you know, grown. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this argument with him in front of people when we weren't even, I swear, I don't think we were even a couple. Yeah, right. Like, why am I that invested that I'm having a, like, loud verbal argument with someone in front of other people? Like, I just look at that like that is just gross mm-hmm. and that is just wrong. And that relationship continued for, what, four and a half years. And So, wait, so was the whole relationship toxic? Yes, 100%. Yeah, right. 100% it was. And when these things were popping up, like that verbal argument that you had, was there any part of you that was like, I don't want to be with him? Or was it the opposite where you were like, we just need to push through this to get to the good? Okay. So I remember one fight in particular was probably eight months in and I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this guy. I'm breaking yeah. up with him. And 
then he would just say certain things. And because I was still relatively young, I was, I don't want to say manipulated into it, but his words, I was like, okay, I'll keep, I'll give this another go. If he says this or if he says this can get better and, you know, and what about this? I'll just stick it out, see Mm. what happens. And then it got to the point where we weren't engaged yet and there was a bit of a push involved. Like I don't want to, yeah, but he did. He did push me in this one circumstance and Mm -hmm. I was like, we're over, like we're done. You actually like push me? Are you serious? Yeah. Like that's disgusting. And the next day, yeah, I went to break up with him and, you know, there was someone in my life that said, oh, you know, it'll be fine. You know, guys do that and mm. blah, blah, blah. And this person was way wrong and and I stuck with him mm. under the guise of, oh, maybe this just happens across the board. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this maybe is this the is normal. normal. Mm-hmm. So there were key significant moments where I wanted to leave And particularly towards the end, there was a lot of packing up my stuff, leaving, and then him coming to my parents and, you know, making a big declaration of love toward their daughter while they were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that that were like, okay, well, if you're doing that, oh, if you bought me this big diamond, you must love me. If you, you know what I mean? I don't doubt that if he knows what love is, that he didn't love me. I don't doubt that, Mm. but he's just... You know what it is? It's like people can love, right? People have the capacity to love you, but it's the way in which they love. (laughs) Yeah. How they show love that can be quite, Correct. you know. And what was really interesting is by the time we got engaged, the night of the engagement, I remember saying to him, please don't propose to me tonight. Mm. And what does he do? He proposed to me that night. Yeah. And I could tell he was going to because he was downing a few scotches and I was like, okay, this bloke's going to do it. And at dinner he was just knocking them back off. Oh, someone's nervous. (laughs) And and anyway, so we were engaged Mm. for a year and – Every night, and I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but every night I was having a dream that it was my wedding day and I was crying. Yes, I remember you saying that. If mm-hmm. that's not a clear-cut sign, I don't know what is. Hold on, go back to the proposal night, if if you will. You yeah. probably haven't thought about it in a very long time, but go yeah. back to that night. You know, you said to him, please don't, please do not uh. do that tonight. And he's gone and done it. So yes. when he's proposing to you in the moment, is yeah. your mindset like, oh, God, why is he doing this? Or is your mindset like, you know what, like I can see the good in this and I want this to work and I'm all loved up. Like what was it Mm, like? I can honestly say that in that moment when he was on his drunken knee. No. (laughs) That I just, (laughs) you know. He fell down to his knee. I'll paint a picture. He took me on a horse and carriage through Central Park and it was unromantic in the fact that there's a vast difference between, you know, the person I'm with now, if mm-hmm. that was to happen, like it would, I would just be on cloud nine yeah. versus being there in that situation yes. with that person. And yeah. this guy wasn't right for me. And it yeah. might as well have been in the car with a stranger. Mm-hmm. But he, the unthoughtfulness behind him getting to the end of, the ride. Yeah. So the horse and carriage was actually reaching its like the end and him then getting on his knee then. Okay. And I remember the cab driver, not the cab driver, the horse driver 
They are. I think they are cold. Horse cold driver. <laughs> I don't know when they're cold. I thought they are cold cab drivers for some reason. Horse cab. Anyways, probably not. But he kind of was looking back as it happened, and so I've got these two eyes on me, and all I could think about was just that moment. Mm. I was just in that moment at that point. I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't yeah. thinking about the past. I've been. Are being offered a question right now. It's yes or no. Yes. And it was a yes. Instantly, it was just yes. Yep. I don't think my mind thought otherwise. Mm. In that moment, it was a yes. And it was a yes for a variety of reasons. It was a yes because it was supposed to happen. And it was a yes because the breakup was, this was my, this was always going to be my journey. Yeah. Like a destiny. Yeah. Yeah. To become who I am. I don't think I truly, I never. I remember seeing someone, she was my holistic, uh, what did she used to do? Like alchemist. Like she used to do little concoctions and Uh treat it within your body. Anyways, I remember she would treat things within your body through these liquid concoctions. And she said to me one day, can you see him at the end of the aisle? Mm. I said, no, I can't. Mm. So, yeah, that was the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I would have these dreams for a year leading up to the wedding that I was crying on the wedding day and I was Googling. Like, I have never Googled so hard in my life. I was Googling, what does intuition feel like? Yeah. If I'm dreaming something, is it a sign? Is yeah. Because I was being talked out of things in my reality. Mm-hmm. So I was going to certain key people in my life going, I don't think I want to do it. And they were telling me it was just butterflies and mm-hmm. that it was nothing. And I was like, no, no, I really don't think I want to do this. I don't think this is the man for me. Mm. And they were saying, no, people know already. You know, you've got to send out your invites. You've got to do this. I was being, and I was still young. I would have been 25 at that point, 25 and a half. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And you know, you think some people, whether they're older than you, that they know better. And it was a very valuable lesson in my life, the most valuable to go, no, no, we know within us what is right and wrong. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter what your friends say. What matters is how you feel. feel. Yeah, 100%. Correct. And so, yeah, all those signs, it was, it ended up four and a half years, six weeks before the wedding. Yeah, wow. And the day of the wedding, I remember being at home and someone messaged me and, you know, a couple of people messaged me, how are you feeling today, mm. you know, and I was so great. I was so good. It was a scorching hot day that mm-hmm. day. I was like, hmm, I wonder what the symbolism for that is. Mm. Like it was one of the hottest days on record that summer, I think. It was like 45 or something wow. degrees. It was so hot. And I was like, that's really interesting. I'm so glad I'm not getting married. And then I remember him messaging me going, oh, let's just catch up. And I was like, are you a fool? <laughs> are you an actual fool? Like, So, yeah, I think there's always in this situation, in these kinds of situations, you know whether you can grow with that person. Yes. Or whether you have to grow apart. Yeah. And that's an interesting one because, you know, I've been in situations myself. One of my boyfriends, when I was much younger, it was a situation exactly like that, Cass, where we got along so well, there were never problems. Like we didn't have relationship issues. Okay. Which was great. However, it got to a point where I started to understand the way in which he wanted his life to go. 
there was nothing wrong with the decisions he wanted to make and the way that he saw life and getting married young and having kids young and all of that. But that didn't sit well with me. Mm. It wasn't what I wanted. And it wasn't about him needing to grow or be a better person or anything like that. It just was our values didn't align. But I think back and I go, if I never made that connection at the age of 20, 19, 20, however old I was, that, you know what, his path is a little bit different to mine. I don't actually want to do that in the next two years. If I never was real with myself, I probably would have gotten married to him and had kids young Mm -hmm. and I probably would have resented that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, look, I know that everything's in hindsight, but it's kind of like, again, intuition, something strongly telling me that while that life sounds good, Mm. it doesn't suit me. It's not something that resonates with me right now. Isn't that funny? And sometimes you go, well, that's sort of growth game. It's not really about you know, me or him having to grow up. It's just we don't actually align. Yeah. yeah. Maybe had I met him later in life, different story. But yeah. right now the things that we want are very different. Yeah. And you have to be brave enough to acknowledge that. Otherwise you end up just putting yourself into this situation and just living life and, and going, what the hell have I agreed to? Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this mess that I want to get out of and now it's ten times harder, mm-hmm. you know. Have you ever had – because I know I've had friends that are in stuff and I would have been one of those people mm. if I, my friends at the time would have probably, I don't think they knew the extent to how not great that relationship was. Yeah. But have you ever had those friends that are in these things or they start off relationships and you're like, hmm, hmm do they suit or, oh, like it doesn't sound right that he's gone and done this or he, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you ever have those situations where you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to pan out, Yeah. Know? Oh, one of my best friends actually, she'll know exactly like that I'm talking about her. <laughs> I don't think she'll mind me sharing this story, obviously with no names. <laughs> but um, she was in a relationship for many years and I never even met her partner. Oof, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, many years together and I never met him, okay? Mm. Granted, she was, for some of that time, living overseas with him, so obviously I couldn't physically meet him in those points. But even when they moved back here to Adelaide together, I never met him. And I often say to her, like we talk about it now, like there was a reason for that. He was not right for her at all. Yeah. She knew this. We all knew this. However, it was almost like this journey that she had to get her growth game up to give herself that confidence to leave. Yeah. Right? Because they were in really deep, really, really deep. So it's like you can't just up and leave because it's like, oh, it's been one week of seeing this guy. I'm not really into him, so I'm going to move on. It's like years of commitment to each other. I know. To then go, shit, I've actually been with this person for way too long than what I should have. And now I'm in this situation where he treats me like shit. It's not what I want from a relationship. But at the same time, I don't really know any better. And is the grass greener on the other side? You know, I'll just put up with it a bit more. She was very submissive in character, very, you know, like, it's okay. It'll get better. Things will get better, you know, when Mm -hmm. people talk like that. And I just remember, you know, being the observer of the relationship. And obviously when you're removed from a situation and it's not you that's the, um, you know, the the main character in, mm. in this scenario, you look at it for what it is. And I knew in my heart and my head, like, I just want her out of this. She needs to get out of this, yeah. you know. But it's not something that you can say to someone. You can plant seeds, but 
some people need to go through a particular growth to get out of that themselves rather than me badgering on about how oh, he's shit to you and he treats you like crap. This isn't normal. Luke doesn't do that to me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like you can't talk like that with friends, right? You have to be like careful in how you communicate it. Yeah. But she did come to her own resolution in the fact that she was like, this relationship has been horrible, but it's actually taught me a lot about myself and the things that I do want. So her growth game, she just literally leveled up after that breakup. Which is great. That's what you want. If something like this is going to happen, you want to come out the other end with lessons learned. Because if you're going to grow, but the other person isn't, so we'll take this scenario again, this example, he didn't look at his behaviour as anything wrong. When she would point out things to him, he'd tell her she was crazy. Mm, A bit of gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he'd he'd always put it back on her. She's the one with the problem. This isn't an issue. You're making it an issue. You know what I mean? So when you're faced with that all the time, it's kind of like – you've got two roads. You either leave or you don't. Yeah. You leave or you don't. And then you live a life with them that's so unhappy and you resent them and you resent yourself and you lose confidence. You know, all your value goes out the window. Your self-worth is just completely annihilated, you know, because you're allowing this person to treat you in such a way and you're not removing yourself from a situation. Whereas on the opposite side, you then go, you know what? I've been in this situation long enough, like you, four and a half years of that situation of toxicity, as you call it. It's kind of like you reached a threshold. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, going to get married to this guy. You literally had a wedding in six weeks, but you reached that threshold of like, you know what? And maybe Castle's a part of you that was like, if I actually commit and get married, Oof. it means that I have to stay. Yeah. It means that I have yeah. to like... Yeah. I can't just leave him after two weeks. It was it was quite literally a fork in the road. Yeah. And interestingly, like I said, people would talk to me afterwards and there's one person in particular that he said to me, and this is a man that was engaged and still is with this person, so is still engaged and it's probably been full 25 years just engaged, wow. no kids, just engaged. Yeah. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, I really have to commend you on what you did. And what he meant was leaving the relationship, breaking off the engagement, not going through with the wedding. Mm-hmm. He goes, so many people get stuck in something and they don't know how mm-hmm. to make that move to leave. And I think it resonated with him as well, because why are some people, why do they never move forward to that next step mm-hmm. together? I mean, is there a complacency involved? Mm-hmm. Are they just cool? Maybe no money for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Don't think that it's worth spending the money there. Or is it that it is that next step and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's just stay here for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Not have kids, not do that. Is it something that you should have been gone long ago? Because in my mind, I'm like, is that just a boring companionship? Mm. Like, does this person bring you joy every day? Or is it just, well, I've been in it for so long now yeah. that it's just, it's fine. You know, I appreciate the companionship. So it was interesting that certain people would say different things to me. But I remember that one in particular that I was like, oh, he's like, I really have to commend you on this because not everyone is brave enough to do it. And I did. I had a lot of people asking me, how did you do it? Like, what? And I'm just like, you have to dig deep. Yeah, to do something like you that, you know, because fortunately and unfortunately, it did get to that point of mm. do or die. <laughs> like, am I doing this or am I not doing this? Yeah. So, yeah, you have to dig deep and just find find yourself truly mm. and go, and you know what, screw the pros and cons list. I mean, you can do that. That's a step of actually <laughs> writing it out, I guess, and putting yes. it on paper. But in my mind, I was just like, 
Oh, wow. no, no amount of words were going to change the behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and even if he's got pros, great, but there's a lot of cons here. Yeah. My point is if you're ready to do a pros and cons list, you've got a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, that was my situation and I, I do believe it was supposed to happen. But I know that there's other people in situations and it's why you're sticking around. Yeah. And I guess it's those things that make you, I suppose you start questioning the whole relationship and things that get planted in the beginning of a relationship, I find those toxic little traits or that little bit of a red flag that you notice, it carries all the way through. Mm. It doesn't just stop. <laughs> because, you know, when you think about it, the honeymoon phase of a relationship is it's not the best time because I don't agree with honeymoon phase. Oh, you're in the honeymoon phase. It's all great from here. But I don't believe that is the only good time in a relationship. Yes, However, it's when you're putting your best foot forward. So when you're putting your best foot forward or That's you're in a true. relationship with someone who's, you're essentially trying to give a good impression. Like you mm. want this person to stay with you. So yeah. you've got to be on your A game. If your A game <laughs> shit includes freaking Z grade, yeah, <laughs> Z grade shit, like, that mm. in itself is enough for the other person or should be enough for the other person to be like, you're meant to be impressing me, right? Yeah. And this is what you're giving me? <laughs> that is very valuable for, to anyone listening, I think. You know? 100%. And I think we've all been, I know I've been in situations where I've spoken to guys and it's exactly that, Cass, where I'm just like, oh, we've been talking for like a month and you're already saying this stuff. Like that's such a put off. Wow. You know, but there's a lot of people that will just ignore that. Because they'll go, oh, I'll just ignore that because, you know, I like this about him and I like that about him and, oh, I can live with that side. Yeah. You can't live with that. If it's a red flag to you in the beginning, it'll be a red, red flag, flag to you always. all the way through. Mm, that is very, very true. So true. And that's why I'm a massive believer in don't get desperate. Just wait. Just mm. hold out mm. because things do get good. Now, what happens with the women that are in something good at the start, mm -hmm. though, and then things can turn sour? Well, that is interesting because that is also what we were chatting about during the week with my friend because I guess we were just talking about our past relationship experiences where things have happened in that line where it's been really good, really great, and then all of a sudden things come out where you're just like, oh, no, I didn't see this side of him before. And now he's showing his true colours and it's like, oh, shit. But, you know, there's also points. Now, okay, I've been with Luke for a very long time, as we know, right, over a decade. So there's been times in our relationship where we haven't seen eye to eye. Mm. Or, you know, he wants to do one thing and I want to do another or, or whatever that scenario is where we don't actually come to, like, a place of common ground where we're at a bit of a stalemate because it's like, well, I want to do this and, no, I want to do it this way. So you have to – Compromise comes into play, but mm. sometimes those situations can be quite frustrating because you just want to do what you want to do and you don't really care about the other side, right? Yeah. It's just normal. We're humans. We all go through this. But, you know, at what point are those those conflicts, let's call them conflicts, at what points do those conflicts become so detrimental to the relationship that you actually have to start questioning whether or not you want to be in that relationship? Mm. I feel like that's the difference. Because in this day and age, everyone and everything is very disposable. Mm. People are very quick to, you know, throw away that phone because it's now working too slowly and the battery doesn't charge as quick as what I want it to. So I'm just going to get rid of it. I'm not going to spend money on fixing it. I'm just going to get rid of it, get a new one. You know, and you think about people in the workplace, you know, most jobs, you're disposable. 
the minute you quit and leave your job. You might feel like, oh, they're going to fall apart without me. I do everything here. I do. Let me tell you something. they got a contingency plan in place. If you were to yeah. walk out tomorrow, they'll be fine. It is so, <laughs> so true. You know? Being an employer, that is so, so true. <laughs> you, know, like. you can value the staff member. Definitely. You might miss the way that they work, sure. But there is always someone else that's going to fill that role. Yeah, so that 100%. concept of being disposable is And someone potentially us. better. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that concept is also in relationships where some people don't give the relationship enough of a go Mm. because they see one little, not even a red flag, but one little conversation or one bit of dialogue that they're like put off by. Um, And, you know, then we fall into this trap of having women and men who literally go, well, what do you bring to the table? Like if you're, you know, if you can't do da, 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 and you can't handle me at my worst and blah, 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 all this crap that Why people go on about. Why should they have to handle you at your worst? But also. do you know what I mean? Like all this crap that we kind of throw around makes us disposable. It's just like it literally makes us disposable, Cass, where people don't value relationships in the same way. There is great strength in being able to have conflict with your partner and then reaching a resolution. Yes. Great strength in that. Mm -hmm. And isn't it funny that I'm talking about that like it's not common knowledge? (laughs) People are just really quick to just get Mm -hmm. the fuck out Mm -hmm. or stay in a situation and not change anything because they're worried about the response they're going to get. I'm not going to fight back. I'm just going to stay quiet. I won't because I just don't want to, you know, poke the bear. I don't want to create a scenario bigger than this. And you start to lose confidence and you start to lose self-worth and People either go one of two ways. They just run away or they literally stay and hate their life. But there is a happy medium there. You can find a way to grow together. I mean, it takes both parties to be involved. It takes a lot of compromise, a lot of communication. You know, this day and age, communication isn't what it used to be. I know. You know, so so that's why people are just quick to either fuck it off or or go, you know what, I'll, I'll just put up with it. Mm. And I mean, is there a point in time that we think, so is it six months? If you see, you know what I mean? If it's been going good for six months, Mm -hmm. I would say that's, hey, that's a pretty solid foundation. Yeah. And I'm not talking about if he was to cheat or start liking all these girls' bikini photos and follow on. That's a bit of a like, hey, you need to have a discussion. Mm. But like I'm talking about just a tiff about something generalised or yeah. whatnot. You can't, like you said, you can't, I wouldn't see that as a disposable time. But when I was with my ex, those things started happening from the get-go. Yeah, It was clear-cut that he wasn't right for me. Compatibility-wise, yeah. not right for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but there's, yeah, there's a big difference between, you know, I've also heard stories of people staying together 32 years and then they were never really great together, but they did it for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. Mm. That's a very interesting concept because we all know our generation, not so much our generation, but I suppose the world that we're living in now, that divorce rates are sky high, right? Divorce rates with or without kids are sky high. And we do know, like, There is research to show that children, you know, that come from a broken home, like there's a lot of things that they face, that they're up against in a world, you know, where it could have been a tiny bit easier if parents were still together. Like we know the stats. We've seen the research. It exists. Like broken home kids, like there's a lot of extra work that needs to go in, not to say that they're, you know, they're going to have the worst life. It's not about that. It just means you've got to put in that extra effort, right, because the family unit's broken. Mm. But it's kind of like, you know, I wonder if a lot of the divorces that have happened, right, are just because 
two people haven't been able to communicate their feelings or haven't wanted to communicate Mm. their feelings on particular topics. And then it just gets to a point where you end up in this comfort zone of resentment, hatred, not really into this, but we're just here for the kids. And, And all of a sudden it just becomes complacent. Yeah. You know, and then kids reach a certain age and they go, I'm out. And is that not good for the kids though? The kids are seeing something that could potentially just be a horrible relationship where the parents don't get along Mm. or it could be complacency like Mm. you said. What's better for the parents to have divorced early Mm. and, you know, said, hey, I deserve to be with someone good and their kids see that, not someone good, but someone that I'm more compatible with Mm. or someone that doesn't drive me mad and the kids see that. Mm -hmm. Or is it better for the kids to see them together but arguing and mm-hmm. fighting and not getting along? You know, that's an interesting topic because if you had asked me that question like five or six years ago, I would have said, you know what, I think it's best to leave. You don't want your kids seeing any sort of, well, firstly, if there's abuse, you don't want your children mm. being brought up in that environment, okay? But let's take abuse out of the situation. You know, you're no longer vibing with this person anymore. You don't want to be with them. Maybe you've fallen out of love with them, so you want to end this relationship. You want to get a divorce. Now, you know, old cat would have said, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Get mm. out of that situation ASAP. You don't need your kids, like, being brought up in an environment where they know mum and dad don't get along X, Y, Z, right? But now I kind of see it a little bit differently. Because you've got a child? Yeah. Yep. How do you Maybe. see it? I see it a little bit differently because I go – I've made a decision mm-hmm. to have a baby with this person. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, me and Luke are like 13 years into a relationship having a child, 12, 11, whatever it was when we had Rosaria. So there's a lot of like background there, a lot of history yeah, there. There's a yeah. good foundation. There's a good okay? foundation. So it's very different to other scenarios, okay? But there's a good foundation there. When we made the decision to have a kid, I know everything about Luke. I know what bothers me about Luke. I know what I love about Luke. I know his pros and cons if we make a list like Mm. and vice versa. I've chosen to have a child with him. Now, if in two years' time I decide, oh, that that con in that con list really bothers me. It's bothered me more than ever, right? That's a me problem. That's a you problem. That is a me problem because he has been that way since day one. I've chosen to have start a family with the man. That is a me problem. That is a, you made your bed, you lay in it, hun. We're not going to dist- disrupt this child's life yeah. because you've now decided that that thing that he does pisses you off to a point that you can't live with it anymore. So I see things so different. And, hey, that might be a controversial way of looking at it, but I just kind of look at it like unless there is abuse, mm-hmm. unless a child is being abused, you are being abused, a child is watching this chaos yeah. That's a different story. You got to get the hell out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Both ways, men, women. Like you got to get the hell, get your child out of that, hundred percent. Mm. But if it's not that, and you've gotten to a point of like, oh, I've lost love, and this, I'm sorry, I don't believe in losing love. Mm. I don't believe in that. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. I absolutely. I do. Unless someone does something to you, they cheat on you, they, and yeah. then you start to detach. I understand that completely. But this concept of I'm losing love. I reckon if you actually asked yourself, if you went back to the beginning of the relationship, there would have been red flags there mm. that you chose to ignore and thought, I can live with this, but deep down knew that you couldn't. And fast forward 25 years, now they really annoy you. Mm. And it's like, well, is that your kid's fault? Do you have to break up a home for that? I, I don't know. Like mm. these are just my views, right? But people 
do what they want and obviously whatever works for them works for them but it's it's a big it's interesting because people would be listening going oh well I was with someone f- five years and I did I just fell out of love I just I just you know it just wasn't the same anymore mm. once again is that a you problem yeah were you not filling your own cup because remember yes. you have to fill up your own cup before you can fill up someone else's or help them fill up their own or, you know, or be with someone else. You have to fulfill yourself first. So what in your life isn't going great that now you were going, well, it must be my partner? Mm, mm. Because if it was great before, but, you know, trial and error, I guess, if that happens, you would want to give it a good amount of time before sending out the divorce papers, correct? Yeah, (laughs) you'd hope so. But, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, some people don't want to change. So what I mean by that is if you've got a particular problem with someone and you approach them about it and they they don't think they've got a problem or they're just like, I've always been like this. I'm not Mm. changing. You know, that mentality. That would be hard. I'm not saying that's not hard, but what I am saying is if you're real with yourself, the thing that's bothering you today about that person has always bothered you. Yeah, exactly. This isn't just a characteristic they came up with overnight and now you're faced with you know, unless it's mental health or something and, you know, you've got, you're dealing with a totally different person. I'm yeah. not talking about those situations. I'm talking about plain vanilla situations where you feel like your partner's changed. Everyone is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like they've changed, it also means that you've changed. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's bad, but it definitely means that there's been a shift in you. So true. You know, to receive a difference of behaviour and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You have shifted. They feel the energy. They retract. Or they get more involved, whatever whatever their behaviour response is to that, mm-hmm. you know. You see them act a certain way and all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to pull back here. So you change because of that behaviour. Yeah. It's just how we are as humans. So I don't know, to put it all down to, you know, they're the problem, like I don't know, it's a two-way thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm like people quick to divorce. It's like have you exhausted all your options though mm-hmm. or is it just because we live in this disposable world where I can get someone like that tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, and, and, and I've had and heard stories like that, absolutely. Cass, we can. If you were to not be with Charlie and I was to not be with Luke, we'd find someone like that. Mm. Not, I'm not any woman, any man, like you end up finding someone. It's just the way of life, you yeah. know. But because people are so aware of that and, and you know, with things like technology and social media, it's so easy to talk to people these days that aren't your spouse. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to get attention elsewhere. It's like, well, you know. Yeah, it's very, very true. And you raise many good points there and lots of takeaways for people. Oh, look, it is takeaways. And some people are going to listen to that and be like, oh, that doesn't work for me. Mm. That's all well and good. I'm just, it won't work for people who don't want to do the inside work. Does that make sense? Yes. Because people will listen to me and be like, nah, she's wrong. She's not in my situation. She doesn't know what I'm dealing with. All I'm saying is that, yes, you're dealing with stuff, but so is the other person. Mm. Okay. And sometimes communication is all that's needed. Renegotiation, go speak to a counselor, do what you need to do to get that back on track. You know, it doesn't always have to be worst case scenario of divorce Mm. for Mm. situations that are non-toxic. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think age has something to do with it. Like, I feel like we're constantly changing always, Mm. but truly in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Like I think we, you know, I saw a lot of, I, I did a lot of engagement rings for people in their 20s and that was when I'd called off my relationship because you got together with Luke in your 20s, right, engaged in late, late 20s? Yeah, well, uh, 20, I reckon I started dating him like 20, 
three. Mm. Yeah. So we are constantly changing and what you and Luke had the ability to do was grow and change together. Yeah. It's not like someone stopped and was staying here and was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I want to do this now. I want to study this. You know, you guys adapted and continued to change together and what people in their 20s do because life is full of so much. Do you travel? Do you study? Do you get a job? Mm. Do you start a family? Mm. There's so much of that in our 20s, so much charged at us from when we come out of high school, so many questions. What are you going to do? Have you met anyone? Have you? Did you go out on the weekend? Have you dabbled in drugs? Like, you yes. know what I mean? There's so much mm. coming at you yes. that you're constantly growing through your 20s to who you become. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of those things personally that I found, okay, I was making a lot of big moves in my 20s, so much so that I didn't, that I had to call that wedding off because- mm. I didn't fully know me. How was I going to know that guy? Yeah. Mm. Oh, so. 100%. It's so true. Yeah. And, you know, when we go back to, like, growing together and things like that, and I touched on the point before on, you know, those red flags in the beginning, they stay. They That's a personality trait of that person. That's just how they are. That's how they deal with conflict or how they deal in a situation like that. Like, if you don't like it in the beginning, it'll it'll always be there and it'll pop up later and annoy the shit out of you, right? Mm. But I'll give an example of – a scenario where a red flag <laughs> uh-huh. wasn't actually a red, red flag, flag, okay? so It was orange. <laughs> yeah, it was orange, yeah. okay? So one of the personality traits in Luke that if I had to say what's one thing that when you think about Luke can sometimes annoy you, what's the one thing about him that you're oh, just you're like, ah, oh, I wish it wasn't like that, right? You're asking me. No. <laughs> oh, my you, God, can you, you imagine I start rattling Luke? off all these answers and you're like, uh, no, that wasn't where I was going. No, Luke's great. <laughs> no, I can't like, think if, of it. If there's one thing that I can think of from the start of our relationship to now, that is one of those situations where I'm like, yeah, I don't handle things like that, but okay. Oh, it's I this. think I know. Oh, what is that? Oh, no. Maybe not. Maybe don't say it. <laughs> you go, you go. You might open up a can of words. <laughs> no, no. The concept is that Luke is a very assertive person. Yes. Okay. Luke is always right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Now. That's totally what I was thinking <laughs> I wasn't thinking about how he started paving the front and then, and you were, and then did it. Yeah, he hasn't finished that. <laughs> I don't think that actually fits under annoying you at all, to be no, honest. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Go oh on. My goodness. He's assertive. He's very assertive and I'm not. Should I write in the group chat right now, Luke, you're wrong? <laughs> Just, just, to, just to spice up our Saturday. Do you want to? <laughs> He'd probably send back like a photo of Jesus or something. But I'm always right. So Luke is always right. Mm. And what's really funny is that in a lot of scenarios, he's always proven that too, that he yeah. is right. Okay. That's but that's something that from the beginning I was like, oh, this guy's like, he's full on. Very sure of himself, very confident. Right. So I love all those traits. But then that also comes with this, not ego, but I guess this no, I know that that's wrong and we're not doing it that way. We're doing it this way. Now, that to some people is a red flag. To me, it was a bit like, oh, I don't handle situations like that. Can I pause you? Like, yeah. stay in that yeah, yeah, yeah. frame of mind. Charlie goes, I love going out to dinner with Luke and Kath. They just know what to order. They <laughs> order straight away. So, so Charlie sees Luke as a green flag. <laughs> And this assertiveness, he loves getting to the table and everything's ordered for him. Okay, so that concept Mm. is what I'm just about to lead into. Over the years, that little part of Luke that I was a bit unsure about, I love now. Yeah. And maybe it's air sign things, like how you said Charlie loves the ordering side of it because it's just like I I just know it's easy. 
Yeah. Luke's already got it worked out. He's already thought about it 10 times over. And if I come to him with a scenario, he'll be like, yeah, this is how we do it. And I'll be like, killer, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I love that about him. So sometimes it's like you got to give a bit of time <laughs> yeah. to settle into a characteristic oh, or personality 100%. of a person. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you say all those things and, I mean, yeah, I think to myself, oh, you know, because me and Charlie are in our late 30s now. Mm-hmm. Well, mid, mid, I'm more late. Let's just go with mid. (laughs) Yes. I am 25. (laughs) But, like, you know, the next step is obviously the next step. Yeah. And as you were saying, you know, you and Luke have a great foundation. It made me think, wow, like me and Charlie, because we started off as friends, it's so nice because we've also built, it hasn't been a decade, it's been four four years to, yeah, four years now. Which is a long amount of time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And particularly, you know, with nothing else involved, just knowing them as a friend Mm. is like you learn a lot about that person. And like you said, you were like, yes, I'd have a child with this person. Mm. So, yeah, I can look at that and go, yeah, Charlie's definitely got the qualities that I would want to move forward with. And that's really interesting because that's another good point. People that are in relationships, men or women, if you can seriously look at your partner and go, I want to have children with you. Mm. You're the epitome of, you know, father figure, mother figure. That's who I want to have children with. Like you're on the right track. If you wholeheartedly believe like this person's going to be a brilliant parent, you're on the right track. That is an amazing takeaway because I can honestly say I've never thought that with anyone else. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Never, ever before. So maybe in Aitley, that's also a reason why you did call off the wedding too. Yes, it was toxic, isn't that? But looking at the future... You're just like, ah, he can't be the father of my kids. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere in a subconscious, you know what I mean? Because we're women, we think about that stuff. We think about men as providers for a family unit. So I guess it's only normal Mm. to be on that wavelength too. It's very, very true. You know? And even for a man, like to, you know, can you honestly look at the woman you're with and say, I love everything about her, the way that she'll mother and be a mother to my Mm. children is exactly the reason why I'm with her. Like, can you honestly say that about your partner? Like that's what you need. That's sweet. <laughs> that's dangerous. Like I know if something was happened to me, like Luke would be like dad, mum, like everything. He would just he'd do it all. Oh, that's we so laugh true. sometimes about like we'll we'll joke around and laugh like oh babe, you know if we were to break up or what would happen with Rosario? Like we talk shit sometimes. Yeah, and he's like oh he's like nothing would change for me. I'd have her full time. <laughs> I was like what? He's like, yeah, if you try and leave, like, you're not taking her. It's <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> I love that because I can imagine him saying you know what I mean? that. He's like, oh, I don't know how your life's going to be, but mine's going to be fine. I'm going to have Rosaria here with me all the time. Like, <laughs> you're like, cool, thanks, babe. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, so what are we eating? Yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's sweet. That's you know? cute. Mm, it's very true. And I think that's an amazing takeaway for people. Can you see this person caring for your future children? Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Are they the father of your child? Are they the mother of your child if yeah. you're a guy listening? Yeah, Definitely. that's nice. And, even, and you know what? If you're in a, in a situation where you're like, I don't really want to have kids, but I still want to know, you know, if that side of a person is something that, you know, the qualities that they hold, like look at the way they treat their pets. Yeah. Like just anything that they have to care for. Look at the way they treat their mum. Look at the way they treat their dad. Look at the, you know, siblings, friendships, like analyze the shit out of that person. Yeah. Because if you're looking at someone as a long-term commitment, you need to know that the way that they treat people around them is respectful. (laughs) 
Otherwise, you don't want to engage. Very, very, very true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting one today. Good chat. I really enjoyed that. We covered a lot of things. So there's definitely a place for like breaking up. There's definitely a place for that. If you need to leave the relationship, especially before you get married and stuff, like if there are red flags, you need to get the hell out. Nothing is going to change. The red flags will always remain. But then on the other side, if you've been in a relationship for a long time and little things are starting to come out now, it's just about going inwards and going, okay, how have I contributed to this and how can we fix this? Because yeah. you don't have to throw it away. Yeah, things are yeah. fixable. Yeah, it's very, very true. You know what I mean? And hmm. on that night, everyone, go and enjoy your day. Yes, go and enjoy your day. And let us know. Um, slide into our DMs. Let us know if you resonate or if you've had similar scenarios or things that have been on your mind about your relationships. We'd love to have a chat. Are you with someone just because they're hot and you think your your offspring will be hot, but they won't be <laughs> such great dad, you know? Because that's a no. It's that's a, a no. It's a very big no. <laughs> God bless and we'll speak to you soon. Chat soon, guys. Bye.